Hello, Trash Future listeners. Just a quick heads up. We have a live show at Voxel Comedy Club in London on Wednesday, March 2nd at 8 p.m. That is tomorrow night. There's a link in the show notes to get tickets. Thank you. Hope to see you there. And please enjoy this episode. Hello, all you cool cats in Radioland. Thank you very much for tuning in. That was Sade's Smooth Operator. And mm. uh, we now go to Drive Time Morning Radio host Milo, who's going to tell us exactly what the hell is going on and which episode this is. Milo? Smooth Spetsnaz Operator. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it is. It's the free one. It's the it, free one. There we go. Ah, uh, there we go. In light yeah. of intelligence assessed, we have upgraded the likelihood of it being the free one from probable to yeah. certain. Mm. Uh, the International yeah. uh, Committee of Atomic Scientists has uh, re- has created moved the free one the, clock. The clock to the free one. Yeah, it is yeah, now three. zero minutes to the free yeah. one. Well, actually, Troops have advanced through the Chernobyl exclusion zone into the free one. No, um, boy, boy, is it uh, is current it, events are happening. Mm. Have you heard of these current events? Uh, oh, I have. They're I current, have. baby. Yeah. Uh, so. It's 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 TF. Uh, another day, another version of me. Not version of me. I guess I'm reborn every day. Another prestige but, clone yeah. of Riley. Yeah. Another, <laughs> another right. clone of me tries to mess with Milo when he does the radio voice intro <laughs> yeah. because I still find it annoying. Once again, Riley gets drowned in the vat again and replaced <laughs> with another podcast, one. After every podcast, Riley is killed. Yeah. Replaced by another one. And once again, we are forced to try and do a comedy, politics, and tech podcast mm. in a world that is not very comedic. In a world. It, it, it oh, gets a little uh, more difficult sometimes, and this is one of those times. Although, mm. I, I do think, right, like, you know, okay, I, I, I wanted, we're going to talk a little bit about current... No, number one... Uh, if you haven't heard her, it's Abby. Hi, hello. Abby. Hello. It's nice to be here. It's nice to be back on TF. <laughs> yeah. Returning champion, getting access to various lounges. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fresh from filming in the Donbass. Uh, um, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, why? What? What is a fake country? What, why, what does that mean? Um, yeah. No, so, would, you, would you say that Ukraine is a lacuna, like politically, geographically, spiritually? Intellectually. Yeah. No, so, look, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, about sort of the the various goings on, I think mostly, if not entirely, focused on uh, how that on something that at least I feel much more comfortable commenting on, which is how this is being used domestically in the UK to advance sort of political goals here. Sure. Uh, and then we're going to do uh, a startup, uh, and then we're going to talk about an episode we've actually been planning for a while, and we're not letting fucking events overtake us. No. Yeah, because I mean, no. events only really began at time of recording this morning. Mm. Yeah. So. Fair enough to like let the let them play out a little bit yeah. before you get mm. the official TF. Exactly, take. which I know you know uh, everyone's waiting for. Uh, mm. It's all the all yeah. all the all the red phones have been replaced by yeah. smartphones, uh, and they're all on their podcast apps. Yeah, a donation link for the Russian army is going to be in the show notes <laughs> if you want to support. Um, I mean, the thing is, I can we can't give you the official TF take yet, but you can get the official Alice Caldwell Kelly take, which is. I was right. I have always been right. I've never been wrong about anything ever. History has vindicated me once again uh, and uh, handed all of the worst people on Twitter a huge L. So, 
What I I love about this, Alice, is that the reason why you got this right is for an incredibly Alice-like nerd reason to do the parachutes on Russian BCRs. If if you're not aware, basically, I I thought that Russia would occupy the other bit of Ukraine when no one else did, pretty much. And the reason why is because this was politically implausible to absolutely everyone. Uh, Everyone has Mm. been shocked by it because it seemed unthinkable. Uh, nobody has enough autism, apart from me, because <laughs> because although it was politically impossible, it was the only thing militarily that made sense. And the tipping point for me was when I saw uh, a video of like a convoy of BMDs, like light armored vehicles, with parachutes on them so they could airdrop them. And I thought, okay, well, if you send everybody out to dig trenches and then you just bring them home, fine. That's like a waste of time, but that's an average one. Those have got to be a real pain in the ass to like rig to the thing. So you really only want to do those if you're like going, going. Alice has now been appointed right. a military advisor to the British government. Yeah. So congratulations that's right. That's right. on your new position, Alice. Yeah, yeah. Changing, changing my at to Alice Analysis, yeah. becoming an OSINT guy now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I want to, I want to, I want to sort of mention this for a while, and I actually want to mention it in the context of uh, Ben Wallace, our defense, uh, defense secretary, uh, getting. Mm. Uh, so mm. I don't know if he was expecting to be sort of uh, recorded when he was saying this, but he said that. Um, he said, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> no, the, quite the opposite. Um, he said, uh, "We kicked the backside of the czar in Crimea, and we can always do it again." Um, and I just take that comment right and compare it to like. The increasingly so cool. unhinged shit that like Putin is as saying yeah. about like oh the West is gonna sneak nuke- nukes into Ukraine or whatever and what you can see right is um is two two countries that have both just like had the copper wire stripped out of the walls like quite a while ago being run by like an immovable clique of just like people who's again who believe that they're in their society's best days are behind them and whose grip on reality is. I don't know. If, I guess at least because we mostly talk about the UK, we can say confidently about the UK fucking slipping. Then I mean, mm. it almost makes sense that in the in the Cold War, when everyone was like ready for it, when these were sta- the states and societies, for better or for worse, at the pinnacle of their abilities, that they didn't slip into doing what's happening now. And yet, I think it makes a weird sort of cosmic sense that while all of these places are in terminal decline. That's when the confrontation happens. Well, Putin's just been watching mm. Octopussy too much, and now he's now he's convinced <laughs> that someone's going to be smuggling a nuclear bomb across the border. You're and the only hope is absolutely. an elderly Roger Moore. An elderly Roger Moore and General Gogol. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's like I'm genuinely fascinated by like the kind of like the huge army of libs online who are saying that like the West should bring in these like devastating sanctions against Russia, quote unquote, to collapse the Russian economy. As though the Russian economy isn't already collapsed. Yeah, the like, thing is, you want to know who fucking collapsed it? Is is motherfuckers like Browder and the Chicago Boys who went in and like did the shock therapy? If you want to know why yeah. the society's in terminal decline, yeah, ask them. But by the by, the same token. By the same token, I am like I've been just getting incredibly mad at everyone online today because there's just so many stupid takes in both directions. Like this is like such an unprecedented act of Russian foreign policy aggression. Like the fact that most people didn't predict it doesn't make them stupid. It means that they're like they just didn't think Putin was this insane because it makes it makes no geopolitical sense. It is the it's like it's like wildly lashing out. It's it's a fucking it's a crazy action and like 
anyone who's saying that like this is the result of like NATO fucking provocation like needs to give their fucking head a wobble, right? Because like mm. NATO does lots of bad shit. It has done bad shit. There's lots of elements of politics in Eastern Europe which are NATO's fault. This is like Putin is fucking on one for no reason. This is insane. I don't welcome what President Putin has done, <laughs> and I would not call on him to go any further. <laughs> in fact, I would kind of call him to retreat somewhat. <laughs> well, like the other thing is right that like yeah. this is this is like talking about this in like primarily a domestic political lens, right? Is is I think important because the the West NATO, as much as like uh, people like to talk about NATO as like provocateurs here, NATO is utterly powerless yeah, here uh, and has 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 been forced to like drop off a bunch of admittedly very nice missiles uh to, to the ukrainians and then just go well good luck have fun i'm not getting involved i am i am simply leaving ahead of this so as not to start a nuclear war and so everything that you see anyone post about what nato should be doing uh, should nato be stationing troops in ukraine anything like this it's not possible it's fantasy and it's just this sort of like uh, attempt to cope with this horrible thing that is happening before our eyes where for like the first time in a long while people who are not used to being powerless people who like to make policy and who are like quite blasé about it now themselves do feel powerless what if we painted some of the crossings on the road with the Ukrainian flag. Would that help? <laughs> it's an option, I won't lie. Well, we I could think... add Ukraine month to the roster of months that we have. <laughs> I mean, I think that this is this stuff that's being done definitely by, by uh, a, 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 a nation and society that's still definitely on the up and up and a going concern. It's over for Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. He's pissed off led by donkeys now. <laughs> They're going to pop a very Listen, satirical billboard of him. I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to do this, and I say this knowing that it may well start World War Three, but... Vladimir Putin. Oh my god. Oh, oh no. Uh, but the there's other there's going to be a a gaffarendum, which is that's Russian for work. Just, <laughs> um, just re replying to Putin online just yeah. calling him bald. Yeah. Right, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I, I mean you fucking you might as well. <laughs> I can't his Twitter account's gone. Oh shit. Ah. Yeah, they suspended him yeah. merely. Oh, I'm gonna miss I mean, all his tweets what? about restaurants. For what? You tell me for what? For merely for invading yeah. Ukraine again? Mm. Uh, sorry, is that not on the terms of service? Uh, Typical biased moderation. I, I, I also want to point out, right, that the other, as with most things, right, most sort of big events in the world, uh, the British sort of press, government. Uh, uh, um, you might say sort of all of these institutions that we talk about have once again used this as like and again bearing in mind what you said about NATO is absolutely true Alice right like love them or hate mm. them they can't fucking do much um, no. and also like I think yeah, and, and like you know this is that what they're saying is oh, imagine if fucking Corbyn was in charge he'd probably be like hey Putin why don't you invade like just these people just Often their own, like, you know, worlds of fantasy, right? Writing their own, like, Jeremy Corbyn yeah. slash fiction. Like, yeah, if Jeremy <laughs> Corbyn was in charge, you'd probably go right up to Putin and, like, grab him by the tie and be like, hey, you want me to suck you off, big boy? And then he'd probably start undoing his trousers and, uh, I, ne I need to go to the bathroom. Milo, you forget that was a real thing. Do you remember Jeremy Corbyn and the 100 Days That Broke Britain, which was, like, a complete fictional account of Corbyn's prime ministership that was published in the British newspapers, oh which included uh, Putin, I think it ended with Putin uh, invading or like buying large sections of the British state. That's yeah. a real thing that happened. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, I think, you know, the if Conservative you... Party would never sell off large sections of the British state to a foreign <laughs> no, no, interest. No, no, that no. would never happen. I, I think that's another thing to point out, right? A lot of people are like, ah, 
it's like people in the Labour Party, like uh, Chris Bryant as well, are being like, ah, that's because the conservatives took money from Russians. And I think, again, that sort of misses the point. The Russian, the Russians, uh, they don't, the Russian oligarchs don't stash money here for Russian reasons and launder it, which they call the Britain the laundry. They don't launder it for Russian reasons. They launder it for rich people reasons. Yeah, and I, pr- I presume yeah. that the systems that allow them to do that are the same systems that allow like Saudi billionaires to do that and like British billionaires to yeah. do that, uh, who like donate yeah. to the yeah, Conservative Party, I'm guessing. Yeah. If I had to guess. And also Ukrainian billionaires who also quite like stashing their money in London. These are just rich people doing rich people shit. Also true, but like this, this kind of like globalization, which we are now finding out, uh, like fatally hinders our attempt to wage economic warfare against Russian billionaires. Uh, like seventy I'm years old of enough, peace in Europe, it's going to continue whether we want it to or not. I I'm so old that I remember that that was a selling point of globalization. That like we won't be able to make war on each other because all mm. of our economies will be so tied together. And now that's sort of Oh god. Now sort of it that's gone from being like oh well, we're all in a flat share to one of us has a bomb vest on. I mean do you, like, do you know there was a famous uh, economics paper that said well uh war between great powers is entirely impossible because of the economic interlinkings between them that if Germany were to invade right, uh, the UK right. and steal all the gold in the vault that they would actually bankrupt themselves because of credit interlinking and this paper was written in 19 like 13 <laughs> awesome. Well, like, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, if Germany think, had invaded Britain, yeah. that might have happened. So we I, don't I know. Think, like, you know, to, to sort of refocus it right on on the UK, right, is that I, I think the the UK's rhetoric, which is of a combination of extremely bellic- like extremely bellicose, if not from like Boris Johnson, who I think is uh, has basically I don't know, been told in no uncertain terms. Make it very clear we're not sending anybody there, but from people who maybe haven't got that same very stern briefing, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the, from Chris Bryant yeah. again, but I think weirdly. The, the um the rhetoric from them, I think, as, as you've said, Alice, right? You said to me, this is a, a function mm-hmm. of the British states, like so huge commitment to like neoliberalism and the globalization of the flavor that we've had so much that like. Sure. like whether on a moral level, whether or not they want to do it, they've been rendered incapable. And you had a very good metaphor for this. Uh, and it's I. We didn't have time to write notes, and it's gone. Oh, I wrote my it. Brain. Tell me what I said. It, tell me what I said. I'm excited to hear how smart the opposite I sound. of silencing women. Actually, telling them what they <laughs> yeah. said earlier when uh, they've forgotten. I actually Absolutely. we can cut this. I did write all the notes. I just forgot to share them because I was so distracted. <laughs> It's it's fine. No, oh, so okay. It's no. What you said was we've been coming to terms that are our own irrelevance for seventy years, but we're just wily coyote and we're further and further over the edge of the cliff, and we we're we're almost about to fall, but we haven't looked down yet. Yeah, we're we're just wily coyote, except we just kept going. We're like two thirds of the way into a marathon, yeah. and we still haven't started yeah. falling. And like the whole job of the financial industry is to make sure we never look back at the sign that says, you know, look down, yeah. and then we start falling. Yeah, we we inadvertently built our economy on like, say, you know, seven, you know, some hundred number of weird billionaires. Yeah. Well, sorry, the bit that's not Raytheon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, off of building missiles, which is a fucking growth industry for us right now, I'll say that much. Um, and sort of like prime, just just money laundering yeah. for for billionaires. And it, it turns out that it, once you try to select which of those billionaires you want based on nationality, it gets quite difficult to disentangle them. Look, I think that's. I, I don't want to dwell on this, you know, too much. I mean, it's going to be something that certainly is 
you know, weighing on my yeah, nobody mind. Nobody knows anything yeah. yet. It's impossible mm-hmm. to verify anything other than yeah. that this is uh, the most dangerous moment in European foreign policy in all of our lifetimes yeah. so far. Uh, g- g- uh, and goodbye, it- unipolar world. Later. Yeah, and an immense, an immense human tragedy. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, probably something that like. A, a lot of Russians are also baffled by oh, 100%. powerless to prevent. Yeah. Something that Alice and I can definitively say, though, is this is probably going to have a massive impact on the future of the James Bond franchise. Almost certainly. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We'll have to do a whole Putin, season Putin two of like, James Bond. We are going to we are going to make more James Bond movies by creating conditions where they are still relevant. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Th- thankfully, Russian um, bad guys from uh, now on, baby. Mm. Absolutely. What if what if Vladimir Putin had a facial disfigurement so you knew he was yeah. evil? Mm. Well, it's uh, it's it's it is yeah. Ru- Russian bad guys from now on. Uh, and I can't wait to see someone uh act out the Bond theme song in front of a fire on a brick wall. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Did she, I was in I was in Prague at the weekend, hanging out more or less exclusively with Russians and Kazakhs. And like, first of all, everyone was like, what the fuck is all this Ukraine shit? Like, no one could make head nor tail of it. Um, and then uh, second of all, everyone was like, why do you not go back to Russia for six months to work on stand up special? And like, well, definitely won't be doing that now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, I, before I go on to the startup, because I, for, God love me, I did get one. Um, uh, I I also want to say when I say by unipolar world, it's not like the multipolar world that like to be honest we've been in for a while. It's just there's no denying it now. You know the wily e. coyote mm. of the unipolar world has now looked down, right? Sure. But like he's been off the cliff for I don't know a fucking while, like maybe since like 2010. Um, but but I, I don't mean like goodbye unipolar world. I will miss you because like you know it's uh, on a sort of on a bigger level, right? The, the Pax Americana was like a slow news day, but it certainly wasn't much of a Pax for a lot of people. Yeah, it it, it was it was safer for us yeah. and people like us, but uh, it made a lot of other people considerably less yeah. safe in its time. It's, it's so. not to say even that now is safer. It's just a different kind of unsafe, no. and it's not an unsafe that it's as easy to I don't know like hide from uh, at the IKEA, basically. Mm. Uh, so, are you saying that some 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 contradictions are being heightened? Once again, I think the contradiction heightener. Uh, Vla- Vladimir Putin. Vladimir has Putin the went into his office yeah. and he has like turned the big dial that says contradictions upwards. Yeah. Look, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm I'm done talking about this because I want to stop thinking about it for. I want to stop thinking about it for forty <laughs> minutes and then for another hour when we read the terrible book that I read. Uh, I want you all to join the movement. It's called Lobby Three. It's a Web Three project. Lobby, Lobby Three. Lobby Three. Now, who's got is, an idea? Is this lobbying? Is this lobbying in the sense of like political lobbying, uh-huh. or is it in the sense of like a foyer? It's going to allow me to buy governance tokens in government. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. A hundred percent. Oh my god! Fucking nailed it in one. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> yes, uh, you are invited to join the movement. You can mint your membership token. It just costs you. Uh, well, I don't. Honestly, like uh, all cryptocurrencies have been shown to be a risk on asset because Bitcoin, quote unquote, digital gold has fucking cratered with the rest of the stock market. So I'm not going to say how much money it costs in American dollars or British pounds, but it costs 0.07 Ethereum just to join at a level one, which is like quite much more expensive than membership in a political party. Um, But but where is the power and what does it do? What What am I actually buying? Well, thank you very much for asking, Abby. Uh, purchase lobby three 
is a, a new Web3 community designed to give the people a stronger voice in Washington, D.C., so we can build a pro- prosperous economic future together. Mm-hmm. Um, we are looking to decentralize economic opportunity, eliminate barriers to financial inclusion. Oh, it's going to be combat- some fake going on the computer bullshit again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's a lobbying company, but exactly what they lobby about is up to the people who buy governance tokens in it. And the more governance tokens you buy, the more you get to influence what the lobby absolutely. company. Absolutely. Do they actually have like? Because to be a lobbying company, you need more than just money, right? You need to actually like have contacts. You need to know people. Mm. You know what you're doing? You're taking what I wanted to reveal at the very end of the segment oh, and putting fuck. it up front. I'm too good. So you're too good. So. Abby, what do you, you want think? the gamer horns, considering you're ghosted <laughs> on the sticks right now? <laughs> Give her the gamer horns. Thank you. So, I'm gonna, I, because we all guessed it so, so quickly, I'm going to ask another question. Who is behind Lobby 3, noting that they were mm. in American politics and they wanted to get a big job in 2020? Donald Surely Trump. not. No, no, not Trump. Aww. They wanted to get a big job on the other team, but they James didn't. James Carville? They didn't. Let's say James this. James Corden? They did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I, my, all of what I said earlier, maybe I'll reconsider if James Corden's involved. I'm not sure I've got a Corden in the locker. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I'll say they auditioned for the We're big doing job. We're doing you fucking ledge. They auditioned for the big job in 2020, and they weren't chosen by their party uh, to run. I mean, that, a, do, do you have failed, any idea how little that narrows it down? A failed oh, Democratic. Fuck. It's the, 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 the billionaire Starbucks guy. Uh, Close. Not shit, him. No. Bloomberg. No, Bloomberg would never get. Bloomberg would like never. Oh, Delaney. No. No. Another one. It was actually me, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> so it, was, it was a billionaire who ran for president and did not win the Democratic primaries. Again, not have been... that's like 50 dudes, all of whom have the least memorable name in the world. Okay, how about this? How about this? Um, he was much beloved by some of the biggest idiots out there, but Tom, like much Tom, beloved. Tom Steyer, Jay Inslee. Uh, James um, Corden. You're missing the most obvious US, US Democratic nominee for uh, uh, oh, putative. Yang? Yep, there it is. Is he a billionaire? Uh, he's like a rich guy. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was Yang. Yang. Uh, you could Yang, have given us Yang like Yang. attempted mayor of New York Yang City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have married you to too easy. I didn't know he was a billionaire. Yeah, so, uh, maybe he's not a billionaire, but he is a very rich man. Attempted mm. mayor of New York City is a very funny name for a crime. <laughs> uh, so we are building. So Web three basically uh, by building on the unique voice and influence of Andrew Yang and the Yang Gang. Oh Jesus Christ! Do they ever read this back to themselves? Is is Yang corporate social responsibility Black Lives Matter or was that Buttigieg? No, that was Buttigieg. Yang's thing was being like a libertarian tech outsider, which is not something you would typically he was associate like a UBI with guy. All right, so yeah, this, this kind of like, thing. yeah, this, this fits. But he's decentralizing lobbying, quote unquote, only because usually lobbying is just whoever can pay the most money, right? They get to influence the policy. But that has to be done through a relationship, a briefcase, maybe meeting mm. in a smoky bar. Now you can just buy a governance token. And we've taken another cool thing out of the world, which is clandestine lobbying and bribing and, and things like that. That's gone yeah, you, now. You used to have to go to the Washington Monument at 3 a.m. and like hand over a briefcase, and now you just fucking like send a guy a text message. Just I mean, bullshit. To be, yeah, it's we put lobbying on the damn phone. Well, However, I can understand the the desire to say, okay, like let's make lobbying uh, more transparent and like more obvious, and like give people more of a say in it. But you could do the same thing by just like 
publishing it on a website? Well, no, no. We want to because we like how much people can use their money to like, you know, get their voices heard more. Uh-huh. Uh, we just want that to be also a heavily financialized process. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you, you don't need to do that with a blockchain. Well, he yeah, does. Can, the other, so yeah. why, why, why shouldn't yeah. you? Of course. And the other thing course, is, yeah. the, the people behind this want to do it, as per usual with any Web3 thing, is, uh, uh, is like, when I say, oh, that's gone. No, that lobbying is still going to be mainly briefcase. This, this is just a way to get the person in charge of it the briefcase. Yeah, when, because when obviously all you this have is never going to do anything. Scam, everything yeah. looks like London Bridge, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Mm. I mean, well, it certainly did to Fergie, who put Tower Bridge on the album cover for London Bridge. <laughs> uh, so this is so very, that's a very, that's a like laser like grudge to like still be annoyed by. <laughs> yeah. years I'm not later. even annoyed by it. I just think it's such a fun little piece of music trivia <laughs> that they went and looked at London Bridge and they were like, oh, we thought it was the other one. Oh well, it's you. It's for you. It's um. It's a it's a real uh, I'd say eidetic memory of stuff that happened in the early to mid two thousands. That's right, and that's the only thing I'll ever remember. <laughs> I've got that kind of dementia where you don't form new memories. Yeah, you've got. I'm me- like the memento guy. You're the memento guy, but you're still like you know wearing <laughs> yeah, you skinny like low rise jeans. You have a Polaroid of Fergie with "Do not listen to her lies." <laughs> I, can't, I can't form new memories. I'm trying to I'm trying to find out who told Fergie that was London Bridge. Uh, yeah, w- welcome to me- Memento Two. Uh, t- boring and out of date. Yeah. Um, guys, hey, guys. it's not boring. <laughs> so basically, they think like, "Look, we're going to have this token. It's going to be heavily financialized. We think it's worth 0.07 Ethereum. Or if you mm. want to be an advocate, you can spend either some thousands, or depending on when this comes out, some tens, hundreds, possibly tens of thousands. Who can say? Uh, of uh, or nothing, or nothing. <laughs> yeah. On uh, a full Ethereum, making you an advocate, or you can spend like 40 Ethereum, however much that's worth in a few days, uh, on being a founder. So. What do you I mean, get? I, I think, right, we should we should get in on this because we know that the crypto market is like extremely volatile and stupid. All we have to do is time it right, and then for a brief shining moment until this collapses too, we could have a lobbyist and we could get past all of the like various bullshit laws uh, oh. that that each of us want. Which I mean, that that's fertile territory right there. Mm. Yeah, transition think- becomes compulsory. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, um, it's civics it's class legal includes... to carry around like yeah. eighteen different canisters of pepper spray at the same time. <laughs> C- civics class includes uh, identifying when your a military vehicle is about to be used for realsies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I like the idea of making yeah. transition compulsory for everyone. Like you're not trying to make more people be of one gender or another. You're just trying to swap everyone. Yeah. Whatever yeah, you're yeah. currently yeah. not, you're yeah. now that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Should be yeah. last, and the last should be first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so. What you it's, get, like, it's like changing ends at half time. <laughs> so you, Everyone you get, swaps shirts. What, but yeah. what, what the funny thing is, right, that all of these um, DAOs, these Web3 foundations or whatever you want to call them, like they all end up selling the same thing. It's just like a reskin of the theme. So this one's lobbying themed. Other ones will be music themed or whatever. But all you ever really get is like an ask me anything with the founder, the opportunity to buy merch, and the ability to vote on whatever they let you vote on. Uh, mm. And to getting mm. into a Discord, that's what you get. Awesome! Uh, yeah, I can get into Discord, Discord is real Andrew bad. Yang. Yeah, if you'd like to join the Trash Future Discord, you yeah. can subscribe to our Patreon for five dollars a month. If you'd like to get into like an extremely niche argument with Andrew Yang about like what the mods did three weeks ago and whether or not like, <laughs> minor attracted persons should be allowed in this particular fucking room oh of the Discord, God. why not spend 
several thousand dollars doing that. Or tens, or none. One of Andrew (laughs) Yang's moderators has turned out to, like, have hijacked his Discord for their own ends. That's why why I deleted mine. Discord is bad. This is investment advice. Never go on Discord. You also get... uh, Apart from ours. At level, yeah, mm. go on ours. Ours is yeah. quite chill. Ours is very nice. Uh, at level two, at level two, uh, is that a threat? <laughs> no, I'm just saying Abby's going to go in there. That's what happens. That's what always happens there, with Discord. Is oh it God, always there, becomes drama. A, a BTG is parked outside our Discord, and it does look like the parachutes are rigged up to it. <laughs> uh, so, so you also get, uh, as an advocate for a full Ethereum, you get uh, VIP event access. You get to go hang out with Andrew Yang at an event at Bitcoin Con 22. <laughs> Yo, that sounds, that sounds like the most rancid event you could possibly be at. Yeah. I mean, just how did they call it Bitcoin Con when Bitcoin, Bitcoin was, right, was there. right there? It's just called Bitcoin 2022, but I wanted to make it clear that's what I was saying. Mm. Uh, also, you get you get to, there's like a line to get dapped up by the president of uh, El Salvador. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, I really hate that. This is this is the swin zone, but for libertarians, it Why fucking Putin sucks. Have invaded there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mr. Putin, our country yearns for freedom. Yeah. I, I fully support deploying the VDV into the, like fucking geothermal like Bitcoin volcano Bitcoin plant that uh, they have in El Salvador. Because yeah. I think uh, cool. yeah, they should they should just make it uh, like VDV Day in El Salvador, and just the guys <laughs> all get so drunk in their telnyashkas and just like beat everyone up, drink loads, like piss on all the Bitcoin mining rigs, yeah. and then Trying destroy to get the infrastructure. James Ancaster to persuade them to go in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Come on, tell us. Let's crack on. Come Dude. on, guys. I hate Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Some people like Bitcoin. I'm not in their number. So, for like a huge amount of money, or depending on how things go, a small amount of money, a 40 yeah. Ethereum. Or a medium amount of money. Yeah, maybe it's just like a hundred pounds. Yeah. Which is like a large amount of money on a daily basis, but like considering what they're asking for. Right mm. now, it's at time of recording, it's about two grand, which is not a lot of mm. money to get a lobbyist, as far as well, I'm concerned. Well, that's like a little p- a share in a lobbyist. Oh, Because they okay. can just mint more time tokens. share lobbying. They can mint more tokens, then inflation takes away your real lobbying power. Hang on a minute. What what happens if you, what happens if people buy tokens in the lobbyist, but they want contradictory things? Uh, well, the lobbyist has to become a become a dialecticist um, yeah. and resolve them to resolve those himself. What, I mean, to one is, which place the United States government? <laughs> like one group of them want to trans everyone one way, and one group of them want to trans everyone the other way. I mean, and the compromise luckily, is everyone becomes non-binary. Luckily, this is all a moot point because it's this is all crypto guys. There's yeah, only so it's, it's one lobbying position that crypto guys want, which is to lower the age of consent. Yeah. So yeah. Or yeah. also like to fo- or also the the other thing that crypto guys want is they either want to be able to use crypto to like buy a, a Denny's Grand Slam or alternatively a special bracelet that unlocks your supercar remotely. Mm. Sorry, a really stupid switch flipped in my brain, and now I think crypto guy is agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the crypto lad. guy flag. So what do you get? God, what do you get believe, as a, I'm, a, I'm a top secret dude. As <laughs> buying, <laughs> buying a governance token in someone else's gender yeah. and be like, I'm sorry, you're trying Black to. ops guy. So what, for 40,000 American dollars, or et cetera. Four. Or four, or 400. Yeah, or nine. Yeah, but for 40,000 as of recording... Uh, you can get uh, one-on-one access to Andrew Yang, 
which is <laughs> what? why is that phrase like it makes it easier to kill him like it's like in the movie hero no kissing. uh access to andrew yang he's gonna turn his back to you while uh. looking over a balcony with a really steep drop beneath it no, no, it's it's like in Hero. You know, you can approach ten paces closer to Andrew <laughs> Yang. <laughs> um, no, uh, so you also can go to like, uh, <laughs> you if you have an event, you can bring Andrew Yang as a kid, as a keynote speaker. It seems more like just a way to meet Andrew Yang. What's the funniest event to bring Andrew Yang to? Would you say? Uh oh, um, Warhammer tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Russian invasion of Ukraine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we uh, you, know, that you could you could like it's like a cheat code. You could be like, yes, we're getting Andrew Yang using the irrefutable blockchain. We're actually going to have him speak at a quote unquote conference on the road from Chernobyl. Grainy <laughs> footage of Andrew Yang flying above Kharkiv, stiff bodied like <laughs> Superman. You know, if, you know, if you're an LGBT person, you can take an advocate with you when you go to the doctor. Mm. That I would I would make Andrew Yang do that. Uh-huh. Mm. Andrew Yang has to like go to the GIC with you. Yeah, and explain mm. why you need the hormones. Yeah, he's giving you a very, very wiggish view of your transition. Here's another interesting one: VIP intimate access group meetings. Uh, so you'll fuck each other, or <laughs> it's an off-the-record group Sorry, meeting with a policy a sex leader. Cult that Andrew Yang is starting. Well, you know what it is? It sounds like Bohemian Grove, but where they don't do, but like where they don't mm. do any of the Bohemian Grove stuff. It's yeah. just like it's Bohemian Grove for people that really want to talk about crypto Bohemian policy. Bohemian Grove, but instead of an owl, it's an ape. That's right. Yeah, it's a, there's a there's a tier where uh, Andrew Yang offers you 200 euros on the streets of Prague and asks if you want to come back to his place <laughs> and whether you like dick. <laughs> so where the money goes basically is uh, is is direct advocacy efforts and infrastructure building, uh, community engagements, operations, and artists, and some technical work. Uh, and hmm. mostly where I think it does is just goes to, again, associate a famous person with a Web3 token and then allow that token to pump, 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 baby. Yeah, we're doing Yangcoin. It's just yeah. disguised as lobbying or whatever. Yeah, the part of Matt Damon will now be played by Andrew Yang. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. So anyway, that's um, that's uh, that's 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 Lobby 3. I, I always like to do uh, <laughs> to do a startup occasionally yeah. when I'm feeling a little, you know, out of sorts. Uh, hmm. So now I want to talk Hope about get back in the swing yeah. of things. I want to talk about, of course, to get back out of the swing of things before we get back into the swing of things now, again. Now another thing about book. how everything is terrible. Yeah. So I, one of the reasons that we wanted to to sort of get together today, this mo- episode we've been planning for a while, is I'd like to talk about uh, the EHRC, uh, what the concepts it promulgates actually mean, and how these are vulnerable to political capture. That's right, we're finally taking down uh, the Equalities and Human Rights Commission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The answers to your questions are bad, nothing, and very. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Abby, let's, let's talk about this a little bit, right? Um, the EHRC has, uh, it has, of course, a statutory duty to protect uh, the interests of, um, of, of, of trans Absolute. and non-binary people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> It has, let's say, as I understand, it has a mixed record of doing that. But let's say, yeah, very recently, the record has become more mixed to the worse. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I'd say it's a bad mix. So recently, like a number of uh, a number of things have happened. Um, a lot of this has been broken by Ben Hunt over at Vice, uh, former LGBT correspondent for the BBC. Um, but recently, like a number of things uh, have happened, 
First of all, the EHRC U-turned on conversion therapy and GRA reform and wrote to the Scottish government and being like, hey, don't reform GRA, conversion therapy's good, actually. Um, and everyone was like, what the fuck? Fuck off, no. Uh, so credit to the Scottish government for, for giving them the and, finger on that. And the Scottish uh, Human Rights Commission. So like yeah. the, the analogous body just for uh, just for mm. Hollywood also told them to get fucked. So. Yeah. You uh, can force the Scottish government to do something good just by the English government doing something bad. Yes, yeah. yes, um, absolutely. But then, then a number of like disturbing reports came out of the EHRC uh, one is that a bunch of staff have like resigned or faced disciplinary action for criticizing the body's increasing transphobia. Um, one is that the uh, they've been holding secret meetings with transphobes. One is that the chair of the EHRC, Baroness Faulkner, has been using her parliamentary email address to secretly correspond with transphobic hate groups and change the wording on official documents per their request. And the most recent one, uh, and apparently not the last, uh, if uh, if rumor is to be believed. Um, is that number 10 Downing Street, uh, even though it's supposed to be independent from the EHRC, has actually been directly editing documents to make them more transphobic and indeed blocking pro-trans documents from being released. So it's not good. And I, mm. I think it's, in the context of this, I think it's good to remember, okay, well, what was the EHRC? How does it work, right? Much like many of the things we were talking about, like the way the Home Office works, for example, uh, the EHRC was a new labor organ of quite fine-grained governmental control, where the theory of its creation was, again, w- whether or not it was created cynically, right? The theory of its creation was, we said, well, we are going to create, we, we new labor are going to build these instruments to interfere with people's lives, to make them, as far as we're concerned, better. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the, uh, the idea is that the EHRC can't pass laws, right? But there's supposed to be an independent body from all governments that issues interpretations of the laws and like makes recommendations and in particular holds the government to account on its promises to do with human rights law. Yeah, it's it's sort of like a regulatory body, but like not really. It's a bit like yeah. off-gem or like off-com. It's off-gender. <laughs> and the thing is, right... Kind um, of like the BBC in a way. The And much like the sort of directors of the BBC, the commissioners at the EHRC are political appointees. So they would be, commis- they would be appointed by... In, yes, exactly. In the in the case of the current uh, uh, director, uh, Lord uh, Faulkner, uh, she was appointed by Liz Truss when she was Min- women's inequalities minister. Um, and and the king is, of course, this depends, and I think it depends on a very strange article of New Labour faith, a kind of almost prefigured the Obama style faith of well, we don't have to worry because de- dem- demography means that we can build all of these fine-grained instruments of government control, and we can be pretty sure that we or someone similar to us is always going to be in charge yeah. of them. Yeah, politics yeah. is over, and it's yeah. always going to be good, and so therefore we can just, you know, make the making things good department and assume that it's, you know, it's going to yeah. use its power wisely because everything's going to be fine. Putting down my copy of Francis Fukuyama's The End of History <laughs> and going, time to design an institution. Well, I mean, on paper, it sounds like a good idea, right? It's like, well, we'll have an independent body who hold the government to account with regards to human rights. Like, I can understand how someone would think that that's a good idea. Um, I mean, it's trans people are not the first people that it's just decided to fucking shaft. Um, I think the GRT no. community has been feeling their wrath for a while, as has the as have disabled people, mm-hmm. and I like fucking everybody, to be honest. And like, also, it's not to say either that the you know, when New Labour created this, that they were they were great and they were going to do good things with it. It's just I think they didn't anticipate that because it is so because all of the things that new labor built 
um, with a view to sort of technocratic manage, fine grained management of society, are which is again a kind of political management, right? Are easily taken over by non technocratic political managers. Oh right? no! They're, but that's the yeah. thing we didn't want to happen. Yeah, it's where basically what's happened is you know this this government has allowed as basically well look we're gonna allow the edit we 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 think it's good that like all sort of um not just cultural policy but like say health policy and stuff where because we we have this one particular view of the world we are going to allow more or less spiked to run it all hmm. yeah i mean also something that's been well, not surprising but certainly disheartening to see is the degree to which the government have just gone yeah and it's good actually um i, I mean i don't want to use the word gaslighting but that kind of is what can be bad not did when she got up in the comments and was just like, yeah, it's been disgusting to see all these like false and divisive claims made by Vice. And it's like, wh- which claims exactly are false here? Because like, okay, I guess you could claim actually uh, the, the staff who resigned, that never happened. It's not true. Vice just made it up. Okay, yeah. But we've fucking like seen the screenshots of the Baroness's emails to transphobic hate groups. Like we know that she's been using her parliamentary email address to do this. Have you considered that you're insane? Quite insane. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, many, many, more than most people actually. I checked. <laughs> mm. I fucking checked. I paid to check. <laughs> and that's that's where you could I ask. Had to. And that's like where I think it's it, it's it's you can ask like, okay, well, what does what do these right these these concepts that were originally conceived of as as non political equality human rights these concepts that are being trotted out as non political but are nakedly political like causing division. I think it's it's a way that. Um, once you sort of strip back the um, all of the ideological uh, sort of um, uh, window dressing surrounding it, it's basically just a a way of saying ah the the that New Labour created the good things for being good commission, and then uh, Kemi Badenoch mm. says you were saying the good things for being good commission is bad because divisions is just things that are not supportive of us, not with us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, and, and yeah, in, in the same way that you would use like reopening old wounds for like a historical vexatious lawsuit or opening up new pork markets. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, very, very mm. bad. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is a classic move that's that's been uh, done for like probably like almost half a century. People did it to Kwame Ture when they were just like, "Oh, you're causing division," and he was like, "I'm not. I'm drawing attention to divisions that already exist." In this case, like. Kevin Badnock's just been like, ah, fuck the haters, you guys are all just haters, you're being abusive online, when actually what people are doing is drawing attention to very obvious corruption in an equality and human rights body. Um, and there's now calls for the EHRC to to be downgraded uh, at the UN, and, and that submission has been made, so we'll see whether that goes anywhere. But Abby, it's only naked corruption if you can remember things, or if you have object permanence, course, whereas everyone yes. in the British establishment <laughs> and media has been hit on the head with a big hammer repeatedly every day <laughs> since birth. Yeah, and and that hammer was originally designed by New Labour mm. to hit apes <laughs> That's right. instead. Now it's just Tony being Blair used had on a people. dream of no ape going unconcussed, <laughs> but he didn't imagine this hammer falling into the wrong hand. And I, I mean, I think also on a more serious note, like I I think there is a very real degree in this country to which harm to trans people is not seen as real. It's like no, it just doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if you take trans people's rights away because I mean, fuck them. And something that's like obvious but perhaps worth drawing attention to is that uh, every MP, every member of the House of Lords, every board member of the EHRC, and every judge in this country ever is cisgender. There has never been a trans person in any of these positions of power. We've never been allowed to write or interpret any of these laws. 
And so this is what happens. And even then, right, if the U if if let's say, right, the, the submission to the UN goes ahead, the EHRC is stripped of its recognition, say, as a equality and human rights divining body, then we know the playbook of the sort of British establishment, which is to say they're anti British. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course they will. Exactly. The, the, yeah. And more, more and more this is happening that like people outside Britain are noticing how shit mm-hmm. we are. And like all of the fucking awful things that we're doing, and even just observing it to themselves or each other, like the New York Times has done yeah. a couple of times, is enough to like inspire this like bit of wagon circling of like, no, actually, everything we've ever done is correct, and uh, we we refuse to be lectured about this by people who uh, you know have any perspective of this other than. Eating a lot of beef in the and 90s. this incredible denial because um, the Baroness wrote an article I, I think it was in possibly the Guardian or the Observer defending herself and saying oh there have been like a minority of critics who've been very abusive towards me online because sticking up for trans people online is just equated with abuse now um, but it's not a minority mm. of people it's every single major LGBT organization in the country and several human rights groups have absolutely condemned pretty much every decision she's made in the last like two months there's like huge calls for her to resign now and she's like ah oh, it's just a minority of trolls online it's, like, it's not actually fucking everyone hates you mm. the majority of trolls online are actually more <laughs> concerned with bridge maintenance issues <laughs> and the billy goats gruff yeah this is where we live, and you are not ensuring the structural integrity. Billy goats are trip trap trip trapping across my bridge, and I need That's them to right. stop. They're coming over here <laughs> under bridges where we the troll. Now I've got nothing against Billy goats in and of themselves, but why is it that we can't look after our own British trolls yeah. what live under these British bridges, and we got to have these Billy goats coming over here with their Islam? That's right. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> this is this is another thing, right? Like, just before we, I want because I want to move over as well, like to think of to, to think of like the the actual character of Baroness Faulkner herself, right? Where she is mm. someone who I think has posted about trans, posted a thought about transphobia once, and now like Uh-oh. cannot while getting involved in the EHRC cannot Uh-oh. stop. <laughs> Breaking the like, th- she's already won. Riley's There's one law, law that she's not broken. Again. <laughs> There's where, That's like, the she- one, the, the guiding principle. She also did an interview which said, "I don't know what transphobia is. I don't even know what that means." And it's like, do you, do you not think you should? Did you find yeah. out? Yeah. Do you think maybe you should? Like, <laughs> could you not work it out based <laughs> on the word? <laughs> could you guess? No, like- actually, I can't. Oh, sorry. I thought everyone was talking about transphobia and oh, the, the fear yeah. of trans. I thought it was weird. I wasn't in DFT, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So, but that basically, like Faulkner, while she was in charge of the EHRC, would like break the rules of the EHRC to be extra transphobic, thereby jeopardizing elements of the transphobia mission. I mean, that's that's a classic of the genre. Yeah. That's like. Being being too spiteful for your own like a program of spite is not just in relation to transphobia, but any number of things. It's like a classic British government move. The shaking hands meme between Baroness Faulkner and J.K. Rowling and and <laughs> Graham Linehan. It's all just like being so transphobic that you tank your career. <laughs> well, she's not tanked her wait, career. Wait, wait, she's wait. still I, in post. She is snatching defeat from the jaws of victory in a tactical sense. My wife. Yes, that was exactly what I had. My wife. That's right. (laughs) Uh, And (laughs) uh, and so, like, all of these leaks, it's it's like, look, 
if you're the government, right, putting Unburnt Witch 1963XX in charge of the EHRC, right, that would be enough to, like, carry out what is essentially, as we talked about before, an elite-driven mission of um, you know, demonizing uh, trans people, denying them access to healthcare. Gaslight, and all this. gatekeep, yeah. girl boss, yeah. yes. And yeah. Again, it's worth drawing attention to the fact that the EHRC cannot change the law. They can issue interpretations of the law, but as we've seen with Texas only a few days ago, that's enough to like really cause a major pain in the ass, and like not not just pain in the ass. It's potentially enough to cost some people their lives. Yeah, hmm. and again, it's to do it's to do with another one of those words that seems neutral or positive, safeguarding. Yeah, right. But what they're really doing is stochastic terrorism, is the yeah. technical term. Yeah. And, and as as was the Trojan horse thing was about safeguarding. Mm. Um, it, it, again, a perennial sort of concern, a perennial stalking horse. It's it, it, it's one of the stalking Trojan horse. One of the one of the re- things that actually like these these very and I want to shift over to the U.S. now, right? But even in the U- in the U.K. to a slightly lesser extent, but in the U.S. to a much greater extent, it doesn't remind me of essentially again a um you know a, a ruling class movement that is a sent that is a, a very sort of small and elite and concerned with things like propriety. Or whatever, which it sort of seems to be in the UK, mm. but in the US, mm. it seems to be much closer to a satanic panic. Yeah, well, this is the thing, right? We've we've talked before about, um, in particular, with Patrick Wyman about like local elites in in relation to US politics, and just by virtue of geography, the US has a lot more scope to be a local elite than the UK mm. does. We don't have, uh, you know, like fifty states worth of uh, like legislators to fill. And I mean, I think that's the perfect position. If you want to be a crank, if you want to be a transphobe, if you want to engage in any of these other sort of like flights of whimsy, being a local elite is the fanta- is a fantastic position because you'd have to do less work than if you're in central government. You have more time and you have more need to like put your stamp on things and be remembered. Mm-hmm. And so, consequently, like that's why I think you see a lot of like local councillors in the UK do it. But we don't have. 100,000 local councillors, whereas the US kind of does, Mm -hmm. and they also have an existing base for them to play to of the the evangelical right, and that's very useful. Let's not underestimate their influence in this as well. Well, I think it's because Mm. this is this is where I see kind of the two different um, the two different motive powers behind it. Where in the UK, it's a it's an it is a an elite who don't who have no allegiance to any particular political party who are who just have a a sense of sort of cultural solidarity with one another. But like uh, Faulkner yeah, was a Lib Dem like, peer, for example. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, basically, uh, uh, British elite transphobia is like a lot of people who all went to school together and who all go to dinner parties together and are across. Uh, you know, all three major parties just essentially looking at what they imagine a trans person to be and just going like. Ugh. <laughs> and then just legislating off of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, um, there, there is a class in their minds. There is a class of people that they are defending and a basis for solidarity. In their hmm. minds, it's the defense of, of cisgender women, or as they call them, Wh- women, women yeah. and girls. But many of whom women are and girls. Many of whom women are the, girls. Many of whom are themselves. Good evening, women and girls. Um, many, but <laughs> many of whom are like themselves or their peers. Where in the U.S., it takes on a much more. Uh, and again, I think it's it's what I find very very sort of notable about it, right? Is that it's the same political constituency that's pushing transphobia that was um, also it's the same people who were against like re- ending segregation in the 1960s and it's the what I find sure. sort of and I so I take the the argument that what the evangelical right in the, in the U.S. hates is secularism like no that's not that's not true 
it's actually they were driven crazy by um by the by um sort of segregation ending and everything is sort of an an outpouring of you know expressing a you know of of wanting to sort of damage the society that ended segregation yeah sort yeah. of reflected white supremacy sure yeah, uh, I mean, that's probably like a, a, another topic for another time to go into depth on the evangelical right. It's certainly not my area of expertise. But I, I agree with you, Alice, that like a lot of the UK-based transphobia is just people going, ugh. Which is also why there's nothing that infuriates them more than like being hot. They hate that. They hate <laughs> mm, that. It's true. an act of resistance. It is. Um, it is. And many of them are doing acts of resistance but, by not themselves being hot. <laughs> and so I, I, one of the other things I sort of wanted to, wanted to draw the comparison between, right, is we've talked about we, that's that's secret. Yeah. That's just for us, listener. You don't get to know what that is. Yeah, we we've talked about um about understanding sort of the uh, uh, these 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 sort of political parties, these political movements as all part of the same ruling class movement, right? Um, mm. and you know, understanding sort of how and that when I look in the in the states, right, one of the things I I see like as coming from a different kind of ruling class movement, a Christian nationalism, uh, is in fact that. The mechanisms by which sort of the sort of new um, transphobic orders in the states are to be enforced functions quite a bit like prevent did here, where if you mm. yeah, where if you work in any kind of it basically where in in the UK prevent turned everybody who worked in a public institution into an um, an Islam police officer more or less. Hey, uh, uh, sir, where where were you going, sir or madam, with that? You got uh, a license for that, Prima. Islam. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, I only see on this license you ha you only license for four pillars. Um, <laughs> wait, three pillars. However, no, minus one. Um, uh, <laughs> you just forget how many pillars there are in the five pillars of Islam. B boying, MCing. <laughs> I'm I literally you've psyched me out so badly that much like the the Ireland flag and the Cote d'Ivoire flag, despite being a Muslim, I'm still gonna have to check. <laughs> so. Um, yes, it is the flank. Yeah. God, I'm not. I I don't have a brain disease. I yeah. do remember Thank the number goodness. five correctly. Yeah, uh, but the um, right. But they, that you turn you into a cop there. What we've done mm. essentially in in the U.S. is what the transphobic movement in the U.K. has been dreaming of for a while. They've turned every public employee into a bathroom cop and have created yeah. a snitching. A, a well, like there's this provision of, of mandatory reporting, which is pretty common internationally. Where if, if you're in a position where you deal with vulnerable people, typically children, not exclusively, and you become aware of something which the government deems to be uh, suspicious or dangerous or like threatening, you have a legal obligation to report that to the proper authorities. And what this is doing is what we're talking about specifically is the um, uh, the governor of Texas writing a letter to the attorney general of Texas. Uh, th this is not binding, but it does sort of make policy in terms of the enforcement of it, saying, okay, we will now add any form of like gender transition in children to this list of uh, things which you are obligated to report to Child Protective Services. Which is so wild to me, because like there are some people out there who, who will be like, oh, like children like, shouldn't transition, there's such a thing as a trans child. And my counter-argument to that is two words. And those two words are Kim motherfucking Petrus. <laughs> like the fact that we don't have 
proper trans healthcare for trans kids in this country like we're never going to win Eurovision if we don't catch up like we're, <laughs> well, Germany has humiliated us with Kim Petras and now like we could have if we did this right we could have thousands of Kim mm. Petras tens of, we could have a Kim Petras in every house in this country we cannot allow just a Kim Petras cap just in fact we one. will by law have a Kim Petras in every house <laughs> god I hope so uh, yeah. that's right and, and as I understand it they cited Tavistock, correct? Yeah. Well, they they cited Tavistock version one, which was since like retracted. Which you're but, not yeah. supposed to do. You yeah, can't because it's really just thrown out. That. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I think it it's sort of it's one of these things. That's, that's, well, that's oh, my like um, most yeah. my most lib thing is like, oh, in law school you'd get marked down for that because that's not a valid source. Listeners, we are referring to Bell v. Tavistock uh, version one, the legal case that was overturned, not Tavistock the clinic. And I mean, I think it's partly it shows that yeah, the the people in power are going to do what they want, but also. Yeah. That these ruling class movements, well, I think what I was talking about earlier, right? They draw from different sources of political power. They do talk to one another and influence one another. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. there have been decisions in the US that have cited J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yeah for that, real. Ha- ha- uh, people versus That's fucking a good Harry book. Potter. They love yeah. that book. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a flying car that got stuck in a tree, and yeah. that's why. You uh, can't fly a car into a tree she does, in America. Which, evidently, she writes compelling fiction. I actually identify as a flying car told. stuck in a tree. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Welcome uh, to Trigonometry. There we go. Oh, well, the Trigonometry boys were on it today, baby. <laughs> no. Right up. But I, I mean, I think like, like no, <laughs> we're so not look, discussing. <laughs> I, I, I want to uh, last. The last thing I want to talk about, right, is I want to sort of bring this together, sort of philosophically, right? Uh, hmm. to thinking about I, were ideas and words, what they mean, how we use them, um, and these we can sort of add. I think safeguarding equality, human rights, division, these these kinds of things, right? There, um, it is. I think it's it's worth. Well, it may seem obvious. I think it, it's worth remembering and thinking about the fact that they are. Um, they they are fundamentally normative, right? They all refer to some ideal some ideal state in the inside the person's head. You'll never get away from you'll never techno you'll never technocracy yourself away from the fundamentally politically charged nature of like something that as what is supposed to seem that's made to seem as innocuous as the concept of safeguarding. Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to nail myself down to a particular theory of linguistic meaning on. <laughs> I'm <laughs> surprise on this podcast. Now, I have this beetle in this box. Fuck, do you? <laughs> or, or do you not? Uh, but yeah, you know, we're, we're all uh, wearing our berets, we're chain smoking our cigarettes, uh, we're signing letters to the government saying that you should be allowed to have sex with children. Um, and we're just we, saying, we are not doing we are, that. We are not doing we're that. Legally speaking, we are not doing we're that. Saying we're that, saying that, you know, signing the letters, but only as a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We're doing quotation marks the around mean, The meaning yeah, of yeah. words is defined by, you know, power and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And like power mm. is a technology of subjection, Foucault, and so on and so on. Um, but yeah. A man who really thought it was a good idea to have sex with children, but that's another matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think it's. I, I just yeah, think maybe it's- you should be putting the panopticon, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> why does everything remain? Why does everything resemble the prison? I don't know. Maybe because you should be in one. Yeah. You mean to tell me there's a little boy looking? So are at you me suggesting that like most of Foucault's like uh, writing was a kind of Havana syndrome of uh, philosophy? Yeah, sort of like internalized guilt and cope, maybe. Mm. <laughs> I think it is worth bearing in mind that, like, still trans people, we haven't been allowed to set any of these laws, and no. we, we don't we don't even get invited to speak to people about them. Like, more, well, more, you've we're had, extremists you've and had more, yeah, you've had more trans people in this studio than that have been in the House of Commons. Like, 
<laughs> and Alice still hasn't yeah. even been. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Alice is just like a face on a screen. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. There are more trans people in this studio right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> than have been in the House of Commons. Uh, like, and and I, I mean, like, it's and so it's you can see them playing with their words, right? But what this what this all masks is, I think, a you know, fundamentally whether it's the kind of nice genteel murderousness or the sort of you know, um, roll call murderousness of the U.S. It masks a fundamental murderousness. Yeah, and mm. I think also, like, returning to your theme of this season, which is that Britain is not a real country. Um, I think that it belies this this tendency in both transphobia and conservatism, which is why they go so well together. Um, to mm, just like be deliberately ignorant of things, to refuse to know things. Um, and in particular, there's a, a YouTuber called Ian Danskin who runs Innuendo Studios. Um, who's also like uh, hit upon this very good bit of political theory where he says that conservatism is essentially about denying the contents of your own beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I see a lot of that reflected in British transphobia in particular. Like, no, like we, we don't hate trans people. Like, well, obviously, like the HRC is here to protect like everyone's interests, including that of trans people. We just think that you should like fuck off and go away. And we don't see any problem in the fact that none of you have ever been allowed to like write any of these rules that we're using against you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I think that is a good a place as any uh, to bring to bring to to take the um, parachute attachments off of our BTGs and roll back into the <laughs> BMDs. garage. Yeah. BMDs. BMDs. God damn it! Vladimir Putin is dropping the Vedavet into the Equalities and Human Rights Commission. <laughs> There's nothing further to say except President Putin. Uh, my gender yearns for freedom. <laughs> yeah, leave the Ukrainians alone. Liberate us. Mm. Uh, all right. All right. Thank you very much for listening. And there's going to be a part two uh, of this episode coming out in a couple of days where I read a little book. Yes, no one did. else has read. And no one else has ever I read. Finished Kumad. And uh, we may bring in, let's just say, the full cast of a little podcast uh, about uh, what to do with James Bond to ah. finish that with us. Yeah. So uh, don't forget to check that out on the Patreon for James Acasters. Five dollars a month. Maybe that'll be. Uh, maybe that'll be a lot. Maybe it'll be a little. Find out next week. <laughs> We've read a book. Let's crack on. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.